that's just my first day. Day one on the Euphoria, and I realize half the fourth level doesn't even have hot water. Like, this is some deep space cargo ship on fuel lockdown. So I get in there, and I realize that the problem is really just electrical. It's not even the hot water heater itself, that's fine. It's just the sensor on the gauge that tells the damn thing to turn on. Mm-hmm. So... I go in, and I take care of it, like anyone with any sense would. You see an open door that you know should be closed, you close it. You don't hunt down the door's manager and ask, Oh, hey, is it alright if I close this door? By the time you do, who knows what could have gotten out. Or in. But Amelia finds out what I did, and has this total meltdown at me. This is the first conversation we ever had. She didn't care that the work got done. In fact, it made her life a lot easier. She's just mad that she wasn't the one who assigned it. That it hadn't gone through her. Uh, uh-huh? She's a nightmare. This is her fiefdom, and screw anybody else who doesn't treat her like a king. Yeah, cool. Hey, uh, Summers, I'm gonna ask for one of those privacy breaks. Oh? What's up? I mean, it's a privacy break. It's private. You don't have to tell me. My sister, Anna, sent me some recordings. She's trying to learn how to sing, and she's very shy about it. She wants me to listen, but I have strict instructions to ask you to sign off. Your sister knows who I am? Of course. I talk about you. Now I'm worried. Nothing I wouldn't say to your face. That relieves none of my worries, Hartley. Alright, signing off. See ya. Dear Gwen, I'd be happy to write to your friend. This is the grumpy one who you love so much. I assume if I send my letters to your bell, they can forward them on to Priyanka for me. The eating and sleeping schedules they're helping Priyanka with are a good start. Consistency really does give you something to hold on to when other things are being inconsistent on you. The recordings you requested are attached. They're technically public domain, but I had to butcher my way through a lot of red tape to get my hands on them. I hope you find what you're looking for. Love, Anna. Huh. Alright, let's see what we got. Planetary report. What? Shit, uh, looking a little hot on the starboard side there. Geeks, can you reroute coolant to aft B4? Thanks, Lass. Okay. The Planetary Report 1. Bell Summers. Assigned to Kappa Alpha 395. I'm what? not... What? I'm not technically planet-side yet, but I can see the northern polar ice cap. Okay. The personal effects security. Landing gear systems confirmed online. Secondary thrusters confirmed functional. All activated robots except personal combat inactivated and stowed. Automated landing sequence initiated. Landing site within visible range. Looks like we're locked into a good descent. Here we go. What the fuck? Planetary Report 2. Galactic Day 1. I've set up base camp on the banks above a river. I saw more of the water creatures again. I thought they were eel-like. Water snakes? But today, I saw a parent and its kit clamber up on land to catch a shorebird. Their legs must be tucked in somehow and in the water. When I get this dratted engine fixed, 
I am taking the hover across to that island. Well, after the harvest comes in. I don't want to leave the bots to it. Uh, and I've got to get the thresher fixed. And then there's the quarterly report. Uh, uh, okay, but the next scheduled surveying trip, I'm putting my foot down. You see it? You see it going down? Make a note about my foot, Gigo. Thanks, Lass. What is going on? Gigs. Come on, sweetheart. We need to plug you in. What are you... I don't... Come on, Gigo. I'm not going to bed until you hook up to a charge port. I'm not charging my batteries until you charge yours, okay? I don't know why the bot doesn't want to charge boots. I'm a lot more curious about the fact that we're listening to Bell's... Yeah, sweetheart, Scout you charge reports? wherever you like. Yeah, I don't... What, does the kitchen I don't know. unit port taste better? Or or is it because it's where I refuel? <sighs> Honey. Planetary Report 67. I'm used to the lower gravity now. It's a pity. Those first few weeks, it almost felt like I could fly. Just a little, but it was nice. Now, I'm too used to it for it to be novel. The orange carpet blossoms have come in, though, all over the hills to the south, and I don't think that's ever going to get old. Ma wants to know if I'll ever be home for the holidays again. I have three new nieces and nephews. Nibblings. Did you know that's the word for that grouping geeks? Three new nibblings. Not to mention Suzanne's granddaughter. She wants me to meet them. Pops told me I should have smuggled some plutonium or something on the ship with me, so I could discover it here if I ever wanted a quick ride off this rock. Firstly, there have been a non-insignificant number of scouts who've tried that. There's years of this. When were you on a first settlement planet, Belle? Why aren't you still there? And now the day we've all been waiting for? Settler Day! Thank you for your enthusiasm, Gigo. You're the best, best friend a scout could have. I sent them all a welcome to Kappa Alpha 395 file when they started their voyage, and about two-thirds of them sent me messages back. We have a doctor coming, Dee Dee Brown. There's an ex-space cop, Ralfred something or other. He had a lot of suggestions about how to run this place. A lot. Vanessa and Uday are a married couple, no dependents, and they're bringing an apple sapling on the ship. That's gotta be a solid chunk of their weight allotment for personal items. But I have to admit, I'm excited. It's been a long time since I've had an apple. There are five miners, ages 8 to 16. So I've got the schoolhouse all set up. Obviously, they can put in media requests every cycle, but I preloaded a bunch of my own favorites into the school files. I made sure to get a lot about dinosaurs. I'm hoping Nikolai still likes dinosaurs by the time he gets here. Ten can be a fickle age. Report 1027. I know it's been a while since I've recorded anything. Sorry. Apparently, when 25 strangers descend on a place you've had all to yourself for five entire years, your life goes completely to shambles. I'm not sure I've slept. There's always some kid trying to drown in the river, or climb something, or get into my storage bay, or catch a tree newt, which, let me remind the class, are poisonous. As we discovered during the incident, which shall not be named, there's always someone with an opinion. Let me rephrase. There's always Ralph. 
with an opinion about nutrition, or camp dynamics, or where I decided to put the structures, or how I decided to assign the bots, or my age, which is not something he is going to be able to change no matter how many times he mentions it, or his management experience, which, let me reiterate, is not going to become relevant no matter how many times he mentions it. I suppose if my name was Ralfred, I'd have something to prove, too. Anyway, if I'm not talking Dee Dee through a panic attack... I'm not sure how a germaphobe becomes a medical doctor, but power to her, I suppose. I'm refereeing arguments about harvesting, or getting roped in to cover the kids' arithmetic lessons, or... I don't know, occasionally I get to nap. <clears throat> I mean, I'm definitely getting the mandated seven hours of nightly sleep, every night, like a baby. You know what's great, though? Ernesto Rodriguez. He's the youngest of the five Rodriguez brothers. They came with their two nieces, Gloria and Luz. I'm not sure which of the brothers is their dad. Maybe none of them are. Actually, I'm not sure if Gloria and Luz are sisters or cousins, but at this point I'm too embarrassed to ask. They're adorable, though, and having five dads seems to be working well for them. But anyway, the great thing. Ernesto can cook. I didn't even realize I was missing good food. I didn't even realize the supplies they gave us could be good food. And... Oh, shit. Ezra! Hey, Ezra, you put that down! Report 1028. Again, it's been weeks. I like it. The sapling Vanessa and Uday brought, they planted it up on the hill the first day here. It just had its first bloom. Can you imagine how far it's come? I mean, no farther than all of us, but we got up and walked onto the ship. Someone carried it and buried it and watered it, and now it's blooming. Ezra and Nikolai, Harriet's twin boys, have taken to following me around the machine shop. What with all the folks here, things are breaking right and left, so I spend a lot of time puttering around in there. Harriet was brought onto the first settlement ship as a sort of all-around crafter. A seamstress, a barber, a potter, all that. But it turns out, she's a first-rate research librarian. Gigo's been following her around like a puppy. Ah, oh, come on, Geeks. You've got to admit that Harriet's search criteria are way tastier than mine. Yes, but you're my bot, I know. We've constructed two new buildings since settler arrival. Just some more storage. Though one's mostly being used to play cards. They gamble chores. It's quite the black market. As well as being general camp counselor, I've been continuing my scouting duties. Surveying, testing, fauna observations... Those are all logged in my data uploads. Nothing much, though. Some flowers bloomed that hadn't in any of my previous planetary cycles I've been here for. We had a three-week-long rainstorm, which tested patience and camaraderie more than anything. I found what must be a whole school of this weird, barbed, oceanic fish. Fish with tentacles? The images are attached. They washed up on the coast. Ralfred wanted to bring them back to the mess hall for stew. Free food. But obviously, I didn't let him. I stuck him in a room with Didi and let her hyperventilate at him about contaminants and toxins and eating old fish. I'm sending some aerial drones out to map more of the continent next week. Maybe I'll even get some over to the other landmasses eventually. I glimpsed them on the flight down, and one day I'll actually get to set foot on them. I do my paperwork down in Ernesto's mess hall. Folks are always arguing over things, like where to put certain crops, or what music to play at dance hall, or whose kids pulled whose pigtails, or proper allotment of supplies. 
But it's nice. It's reassuring and lively. Just sitting there and doing my work. So long as I'm not the person they want to be arguing with. But I suppose even then, it's still lively. Just not quite as calming. It's about nine months now until the next ship of settlers comes. And I think we'll be ready. I think I was ready this time. I quite like that. Report 1046. I... Uh... The... At 9.26 this morning, Dr. Dee Dee Brown pulled me away from the canning station to inform me that Vanessa passed away. A respiratory issue. She'd been coughing. I I'd seen that, but... Dee Dee's checking every settler for the same respiratory problem. She's not sure if it's a disease or a contaminant. The Rodriguez brothers took care of the burial up on Citadel Hill. Uday was not... He didn't feel capable of handling everything. So Ernesto and his brothers handled it. And that's why we have a community. No one could do this alone. She'll have a good view of the whole valley from up there. We've never lost someone before. Do you... We don't have a newspaper or anything. Do you write an obituary? Everyone will know by the time lunch is over. No one will escape the news. Vanessa Ganges passed away peacefully in the early morning hours. She is survived by husband Uday. She was a painter, sometimes. She planted the first apple tree on this planet and didn't survive to see its first harvest. I... I can't, I'm sorry. Report 1047. The aerial bots reported back. Images of the southern half of the continent. Everything's dead. Whole forests gone brown and leafless. The bushes withered, bloated fish and animal carcasses. Three more settlers have taken ill. Coughs like Vanessa's. Everyone's coughing, some, but three of them have it bad. It's not sickness. It's environmental. I don't know what I missed. I should have... When we saw the first fauna deaths, when people first started taking ill, I've wasted so much time. I've wasted too much time. Gigo, I need the settlement plans. I need the plans for a survival pod, but I can't wait until the download request goes through the FTL switchboard. What do I already have on file? Geeks, get me the plans for the settlement ships. Mine and the first settlers. They should be in the deconstruction folder. Okay. The air's going bad, and I don't know if it'll stabilize. We need shelters with adequate ceiling and air filters. I can base them off the air recirculators from the ships. We have all the pieces still scattered around into various buildings and bots. A lot of them are still recoverable, and the others I can steal from the pantry or even existing bots. The greenhouses, the mess hall... Those would probably be good places to start sealing up and installing filters. If the wide-scale flora and fauna die-off reaches us, we're going to have a hell of a time keeping everyone fed. Fields five to nine are close to harvesting anyway. We'll pull everyone off of non-essential tasks and put them to preserving food. We've got some stores still from the voyage. We should get those moved out of the storage bay. I don't think the planet's sustainable. The bots keep sending back reports. I thought maybe if we could just get through this 
whatever it is, this apocalypse, but I don't know, and we can't just sit here. Hello? Hello? This is Scout Summers of Planet Kappa Alpha 395. I'm sending this message through the FTL switchboard, and I'm hoping it gets to you in time for you to turn back. I am declaring the planet uninhabitable for human settlement. Captain Jodper, you need to divert. Your ship isn't built for refuel, so I know your options are limited. I've tried to track where you're likely to be by the time this message reaches you, what your fuel levels will be, and I think your best bets are Gwent or Bodwin Station. Barriasa Station is too small to support you, even for a brief stay, and I don't know how brief it will be before you find another place to go. If you find Barriasa is your only option, please review the written instructions I've attached. I think you could jerry-rig a way to refuel the settlement ship safely enough to make it onto Gwent if you've already bypassed it. Harris Station and Verde Station are likely within your flight radius, but we've got an ex-GDAPS officer here, and he says that both of those stations are rife with pirate and smuggler activity. Recommendation, avoid. I know some of your group are kin with the on-planet settlers, and I'm sorry to inform you that Vanessa passed away several weeks back. There have been no other casualties, and we are, for the moment, secure in two life pods with supplies for seven months. I've sent in an emergency request to the settlement office, and we just have to survive until they get here. Please keep us in your thoughts and prayers. You're in ours. Safe flight, Captain. End message. Planetary Report 1048. It's gotten hotter. The greenhouse is fine with its built-in temperature and insulation controls, but I've screwed with the cooling equipment from the mess hall fridges and the walk-in freezer to help in this unit. I've also set the kits to stapling insulation up all over the mess hall. How much is it going to help? I don't know, but it'll give them something to do. The air quality has dropped enough that we're discouraging moving between the greenhouse and mess hall units. It's not ideal, we keep needing things from one unit or the other, Ralph's been taking the brunt of that, hauling and carrying back and forth with a gas mask. We have a two-way radio set up between the two units. The kids are all in the mess with Harriet, Dee Dee, the Rodriguez's, and me. Uday, Gemma, the Wens, Frankie, Val, Ralfred, and Jerem are all in the greenhouse, trying their best to see what they can keep growing. We brought in what seed and planting stock we could from the fields and storage centers before abandoning them. Everything outside is brown. The fields, the grass, the trees lost their leaves last week. But we have two breathable units, enough room for all of us. We've got food for more than six months for all of us, and we're working on growing more. It'd take over a year to get a ship here from the settlement office home base, but they can commission one out from a nearer port and be here months earlier. We just have to hold on. To survive. Dear Administrator Langley and whoever else it may concern, this is in response to your recent message denying requested rescue for the civilians of Kappa Alpha 395. As the local settlement office representative and the only acting settlement officer with any on-ground knowledge of the situation, I highly oppose and criticize the decision you've passed. If you do not supply transport off this rock, we are all going to die. And you should fucking care about that. I know they signed contracts stating that they understood the risks, but the planet is rapidly becoming incapable of supporting human life. You can save them. You have the resources and the power. 
I interned at your financial offices. I know you have the funds. You are choosing to leave us to die. And if you're going to goddamn do that, you need to state and acknowledge that. You need to sleep with that knowledge cuddled up close to you at night, you fucking bastards. If you're going to kill us, admit that's what you're fucking doing. It's getting hotter. The air isn't just damaging, it's unbreathable, and we don't even know why it's happening. We have food for five more months. The mess hall smells like old socks and shit. We're taking towel baths using the kitchen sinks and the greenhouse sprinklers. We've got water filters for nine months with our present usage rates. Harriet's not eating. Nikolai, her son, was getting sick, and we thought Harriet was too, but she's not, she's just not eating. She's giving her share to the boys, and short of physical force, I don't know what to do about it. Ralph keeps going back and forth between the mess and the greenhouse, and yeah, he's got his respirator, but it comes back ashen. Uday just sits by one of the windows we haven't covered over, looking up at the hill and watching the apple tree wither. I can barely get him to eat either. There are children here. Nikolai, Ezra, Addie, Luz, Gloria, they're going to die here in this stinking little room if you don't put your pen to tablet and fucking transfer some funds to a transport ship. I was going to do things. I was going to understand this world. The river eels and their hidden forefeet. I was going to get to the other continent and see its mountains. I was going to grow older than 27. I was going to teach Ezra how to do cartwheels once I caught up with my paperwork. Fuck your paperwork. Don't you fucking dare leave us to die. End message. Shit. Report Let's pause replay. I need a second. Okay. Play. I told everyone that the settlement office isn't coming. They're all asleep now. I'm holed up in what used to be the walk-in fridges. All gutted now. Just these empty shelves. We ate the perishables ages ago. Now we're down to freeze-dried and vacuum-sealed. God, what I wouldn't give for a peach. Or a protein other than spam. I don't know what we're going to do. Maybe this'll... blow over? Luz turned 14 yesterday. We made her a cake of crushed crackers and condensed milk. I felt like a magician when it worked. Or worked well enough. The greenhouse crew sang over the radio. We didn't have enough respirators for them to all make it over, and we thought it was... practical just not to move anyone. The respirators only have so many filter cartridges, and I don't know how long we'll be here. As long as we can, I guess. The greenhouses can produce... something. Not enough, but some food. Maybe some of the native creatures will survive this, retreat underground, and maybe some of them are edible. We'll run out of respirator and water filters both, eventually. I'm not sure yet about the respirator filters, but I bet I can rig up something for the water. You can build filters just out of sand that will catch at least some contaminants. That'll be something. The open fields have all died, but maybe the caves 
or maybe some of our fungi samples will do better, or hydroponics? I don't even... Okay. Okay. We have things in place to survive, well enough, for five months. The end goal isn't survival on this planet, it's just surviving long enough to get off. The first avenue of rescue failed. The settlement office isn't coming, and they won't send anyone. But there are other avenues. Issue one is all my messages get queued up through the settlement office's clerk at the FTL switchboard. I can only send outgoing messages when their FTL device connects with my transmitter. Mine can't initiate calls. And I don't think they'll be calling back anytime soon. I know how the call initiators work. Can I... build one? But the non-essential parts list doesn't have the components I need. <sighs> okay, I could build something that just sends a ping. Not robust or far-reaching enough to send full messages, but... Why am I limiting myself to the non-essential parts list? I don't need their fucking nav mapper. I don't need their thresher to be functional. What's my list of non-essentials? Okay. 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 Where's my flashlight? Where's my respirator? Psst. Ernesto. I'm going for a walk. Are you kidding? Yeah, I'm kind of kidding, but you take over watch, okay? I'll be back, I promise. If I can get a message out, how do I get someone to pick us up? Just the cost of takeoff is going to be prohibitive to even the softest hearts. And landing in beast storms is going to be dangerous all on its own. What do we have? Gee, Dad, maybe if I'd smuggled in that plutonium like you said. Ah! Didn't see you there, Walt. Surveyor boss, where are you? If I... Okay. Yeah, I think... I think this will work. First trial, FTL initiation transmitter made of junk. Ralph gave me the number. Let's see if... Hello? Hello, this is Scout Explorer Bell Summers of the planet Kappa Alpha 395. I have 24 endangered civilians and we need a ride off. Well, if I was expecting someone to do it out of the goodness of their hearts, I wouldn't have called you. I can pay. Yeah, I am a funny one, thank you. Nope, no plutonium, no oil fields. The whole planet the? is dying. But upon Boots, safe drop off the of the station, I. Shit! 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 Fuck! Boots, send drones up for aerial mapping and have them send the reports straight to you, real time. The ATV. Uh, I've got to grab. Got to. Okay, food, water, med kit. Okay. I... 
This episode of Second Star to the Left was written by E. Jade Lomax and directed and edited by Rachel Kellum. Gwendolyn Hartley was played by Ashani Kanitkar. Belle Summers was played by Joran Boss. Additional voices by Matt Beige. Original music was composed and recorded by Adam Rubin and Joran Boss. Second Star to the Left was created by E. Jade Lomax and Aisha Farah.